that's too hard for our God tonight. Amen. That situation that you're in, it's nothing to him. Amen. The problems that we're facing, does the devil like to mess up our perception and our vision of things and put those problems right up to our vision and our eyes to where it looks like everything else is blotted out and all we can see is that problem. Amen. But that problem did not catch God by surprise. That situation, that storm that you're in did not catch God by surprise. Amen. And there's nothing that he cannot do. Amen. If we just trust in him and believe in him and hold on. Amen. Change is going to come. Amen. I believe that God is in this place tonight. I believe that God has a special word. Amen. For somebody in this sanctuary tonight. Amen. It's, it's truly a privilege and an honor once again to have Brother Justin Hancock in service with us tonight and his family with us tonight. Amen. We love the Hancock family and we're thankful, amen, that they're here, uh, that they're a part of this great kingdom of God. Amen. They've truly been a blessing to this church. They've truly been a blessing, amen, to other churches, amen, as well. But we're thankful that they're here tonight and that God amen, is wanting to do a special work in this place tonight, amen, as Brother Hancock begins to come, why don't we lift up our hands and lift up our voice in this sanctuary, amen, as he is going to come and take his liberty in the Holy Ghost tonight, why don't we open up our minds, open up our hearts, open up our thoughts to receive the word of God tonight, why don't we remove every distraction, anything that's able to hinder the move of his spirit in anything that's able to hinder God's word from coming forth and us being receptive tonight why don't we lift up our voice in this place and ask God to touch us today God we love you right now God we worship you uh, God we need your Holy Ghost power in this place uh, we need your anointing we need your favor uh, we need your love today God we worship you in this place. come on let's love him together Let's praise him, God. We magnify your name, Jesus. Come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him. God, we love you. We magnify your name, Jesus. Has he been good to you? I said, has he been good to you? If he hadn't been good to you, then you, you can be quiet. But if he's been good to you, you ought to praise him. I said, if he's been good to you, you ought to give him praise right now. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, we magnify your name. Amen, amen, amen. He's been, he's been good, amen, amen. Thankful to be in the house of God again tonight uh, with you wonderful people. I believe God wants to do a great work. And uh, if we'll let him, amen, amen. It's hard, it's hard to comprehend, but the one that created everything, can be held back by you and I. Amen. The one that said, let there be, and it just appeared. <laughs> Amen. He took invisible molecules, atoms, and said, let there be in it, and it was. Amen. But he can be stopped. He could be hindered. He can be withheld. He can be limited by us. Amen. I don't want to do anything to limit him. Amen. I want him to flow freely in my life. I want him to move in this place tonight. Amen. Again, we're honored to be here, and, and we um, I've been, been checking daily uh, with Brother Dykes and seeing how things are progressing and they're in our thoughts and our prayers, and we want God to, um, we want his will to be done, and we want him to, uh, in every situation, I've learned that he's still God, amen, and he's still in control, and, and we just have to trust him, and so we pray for the family, amen, whatever God's will is, and we pray that God would continue to move in comfort and be there like he always has been. Amen. I'm, th I'm so thankful he's faithful. Amen. Amen. Uh, I don't say it enough, but I sure appreciate this man right here. Amen. The way he worships and opens service. Amen. Prepares us for worship. Amen. Prepares us for the entrance of the word of God. Amen. I'm thankful. 
Amen for Brother Nate Williams. Amen. I appreciate his friendship. And uh, I'm just excited to be be here tonight. Amen. I got half of my kids with me. The other half are on their way to Louisiana. Amen. So uh, I miss my boys, but uh, I'm glad you're here. Amen. You're standing. I'm, I'm sorry. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 18. And verse 9, Genesis 18 and verse 9, I don't always need confirmation, but because I believe I get that through prayer and study, but the last song y'all sang has a little phrase in there that we're going to read here in a little bit. Genesis 18, verse 9, And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. Everybody said, Sarah heard it. In the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore, because of that, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, No, you did laugh. Amen. I know I've hit on this at times to different messages, different times of being with you all, but God directed my attention to this today. I want to preach by the help of the Lord today, the laugh that produced faith. The laugh that produced faith. Amen. Let's put down our Bibles and lift up our hands right now and ask God to talk to us. Can we do that right now? God, I need your help right now, Jesus. I need you to put it together everything that you've given me, God. I need you to anoint my mouth. I need you to speak to your people, Lord God. I need you to use me for that purpose, Lord. God, I love you. I praise you. I magnify your name, Jesus. I need your help right now, God. Let your word fall on good ground, Lord. Let your anointing rest upon me, God. I need that. I'll give you all the glory and honor for using me for your purpose, God. You know I will. I thank you. I love you. I praise you. Come on, let's give him another good hand clap of praise tonight. We thank you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Come on, if you want something from God tonight, give him praise right now. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated tonight. Amen, if you'll let me uh, talk to you for a little bit and give you what the Lord laid on my heart, I would greatly appreciate that. If not, I'll do it anyway. But, uh, uh, but uh, it's a lot easier when I know you're at least listening but, and helping me, amen. Uh, this was... This was right before God was to uh, wipe off Sodom and Gomorrah. This is the story that took place. The first eight verses are, are of the Lord coming down and Abraham seeing them and invites them in and, and prepares a meal for them, the Lord and his angels. And so that's what preceded the first uh, these verses I read to you, that's what preceded that. And, and so the Bible says that there's a conversation that goes on. Absent from, absent from the meal was Sarah, and the Lord said, where's your wife? 
And he said, behold, she's in the tent. And he didn't call for her. He just began to speak what was going to happen. Aren't you thankful that even in times we don't understand, God still reminds us of a promise? Amen. I'm thankful that God reminds me of the promise. And just let me, let me take my time. Let me be slow for a little bit. And the Bible says that when Sarah heard it, she was in the door of the tent. Everybody say she heard it. I, I don't read in the first eight verses, and I don't read anything uh, from this, these first few verses here that I read to you that would tell me that Sarah knew uh, who was out there or even looked to see who was out there. Because Abraham went to the tent and told her to get some stuff together to feed him. And the Lord said, where's your wife? So that lets me know that Sarah was away from this meal, this uh, company. And so since she was distant from that, she, like uh, some people do, she likes to give an ear to something. Amen. Amen. She wanted to hear what was being said. Got any hearers in here tonight like to hear what's being said? Any of you kids growing up ever put a glass on the door of your mom and dad's uh, uh, room and try to listen when they're having a conversation? Yeah, you're laughing. You probably did, didn't you? Amen. Or back when we were kids, Sister Naomi, we would slowly pick up the, the dial of that receiver and try to release the, release the little deal so we could listen in on the conversation. Y'all don't... Y'all don't know what that's all about, but <laughs> amen. If your brother was talking to his girlfriend, you were trying to listen in on the conversation. But that's what Sarah was doing. She was listening in on this conversation. And the Lord said, where's your wife? He said, oh, she's in the tent. And he says, well, I want to tell you something. That Sarah's going to have a son. And Sarah heard it. And the Bible, right in the middle of, from her hearing it to her laugh, the Bible puts an emphasis on why she laughed. They were old. They were well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. She was, she was past the point of childbearing. And so this caused Sarah to laugh. Saying within herself, I am waxed old. Shall I have pleasure? My Lord being also. And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Amen. I Abraham didn't know she laughed. And it wasn't Abraham's fault. But the Lord asked Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Amen. That lets me know that God is interested in the, 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 the spiritual authority in our homes. And he says, why? Why did she laugh? Why did she do that? Is there anything, everybody say it with me. Is there anything, is anything too hard for the Lord? Amen, somebody. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Uh, I've been urged and unctioned and uh, beseeched by God today to remind somebody that there is nothing too hard for God. That even though it seems impossible with you, that it's not impossible with God. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to create any atmosphere in my home that would stop the miraculous from operating in my life. And so the Bible says that he asked Abraham the question. Abraham doesn't even get a chance to ask, answer the question. And then Sarah denied. Everybody say, Sarah denied. What made her deny? I believe that once her internal laughter was exposed, that when the Lord said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? I believe something happened in, 
in, in, in Sarah. This wasn't just a normal conversation that was going on. These weren't just sojourners who just happened to pass by and noticed a, 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 a man and his wife with no kids. Amen. I believe that at that moment she realized, wait a minute, God's out there. God stepped into my life. And she immediately did what we all do sometimes when we're faced uh, with our doubt and our unbelief. She denied it. Said, I didn't say that. I didn't laugh. I didn't do that. And, 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 and no, 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 you did. You did laugh. But that laugh is what produced faith. And we're going to get into that here in a little bit. God, God first promised Abraham a son when it was still possible. Do you hear me? I said God first promised Abraham a son when it was still possible. There's people here tonight that God's promised you stuff when it was still possible. But when it's still possible, it's not faith. Amen, somebody. I said, God still promised you things when it was possible, but that's not where, where faith really takes hold. Faith takes hold when it's impossible. Faith takes over when I don't know how he's going to do it. Amen. God really wants this church and our, and our generation, this, this last day age, uh, he wants us to get so back to the place where we're hungry, where we're desperate, but we're believing that God can do anything. Amen. He, he allows things to happen. He allows time to go on. He allows spaces in our life to take place uh, so he can produce faith in our life. Amen. He may promise you something when it's possible, but he might not fulfill it until it's impossible. Why? Because he's wanting to get our faith uh, to where we need to be at to, for him to work through because if it's possible I could put a reason how it happened if it's possible I could put an explanation as to why it took place but if it's impossible I can say but God if it's impossible I can say God made a way where there seemed to be no way I can give him the glory instead of trying to put it on myself my mind my reason my abilities or my talents God get us back to a place where we look at things and say, if it had not been for the Lord. Amen, somebody. God took Abraham on a walk one day. It's important to get along with God because that's when he talks to you. God took Abraham on a walk one day years ago. Everybody say, when it was possible. When it was feasible. When Sarah was still in that time frame, God took Abraham on a walk. And he told him, said, look at the stars. I don't know how long the walk took place. and I don't know what all transpired, but he was able to take him on a walk where he saw the stars and he saw the sand. You can't see the stars Unless it's dark. I said, you can't see the stars unless it's dark. You can't look at grains of sand in the dark. And God said, I want to take you on a walk, Abraham, and this walk's going to last from dark to daylight. I want to remind somebody today that there's dark times that happens in our life, but that's when God wants us to see his promise. Amen. It may be dark right now in your life. You may not understand what's going on. There may be a lot of confusion right now, but it's in those dark times that we can see the stars. It's in those dark times that God wants to take us through when it's still, we don't know how he's going to do it, but he wants to take us on a walk. I, I pray tonight that somebody get full of the Holy Ghost and the desire to go on a walk with God in your dark time right now. Amen. When all you can see is the stars, they're only revealed at night. God reveals his promise 
promise that I'm Abraham in the middle of the dark season, in the middle of the dark times. If you're in a dark place right now, if you're in a dark time in your life, I want you to get your spiritual eyes open and look. There's stars up there. Amen. They're there for a reason for me to connect to a promise. When it's dark and I don't know where I'm going, when it's dark and I don't know how he's going to do it, God reveals the stars in the dark season so I can see, hey, he's got, he made a promise. He's going to do it for me. I'm going to get through this. It's going to come to pass. It's a reminder that in the dark times, there's still a promise. So when you go home tonight, I want you to get out in your backyard, and I want you to find you some stars. And I want you to remind yourself, he made a promise. Amen. I said he made a promise. He placed those stars. He placed Abraham in the night season so he could see the promise. They can only be seen at dark. Look at the sand now, Abraham. It's daylight. We're walking on the shore. I want you to look at the sand. Everybody say when it's possible. I can see the sand and, and I get excited. I get excited. But it's really not faith because I'm excited because it's possible. I said it's really not faith because I'm excited because it's possible. I said it's really not faith because I'm excited because it's still possible. But God said, I don't want you to look at things through your possibility. I don't want you to look at things through what you think is possible. I want you to look at things through my eyes. I see things that be not as though they were. I look through the impossible. You look at the impossible, Abraham. You look and get excited because right now there's still hope. Right now you can still see that promise fulfilled. But I, I look on the backside of it when it's not possible. And I want to know, do you still believe? Do you still trust in me? Do you still lean on me? Do you still acknowledge me? Do you still have hope in me? Do you still believe my word? Do you still trust in the promise? Do you still trust in my word? Do you still trust and believe that even though it's dark right now, even though it's no longer possible that I'm still able to do it. I'm preaching to somebody right now. I hope that the laugh, amen, starts producing some faith. I hope there's a laugh that produces faith. I don't know how you're going to do it, God, but I hear your voice. But tonight I hear your voice. I don't know when you're going to do it, God, but I hear you. I hear you. I'm listening, God, and it may seem impossible now, but I know you can. Notice how God waited until it was too late. He waited until it was too late. He gets on the scene and she's already passed the season. He comes down to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, reminds him of the promise, but one thing you forgot, God, it's too late. I'm preaching to somebody tonight because I feel like your faith is getting weak because you've been trusting and believing and hoping for a long time and you see nothing produced by your efforts. You see nothing gained by your sacrifice. You see nothing advanced by your prayers. But I'm praying right now that by the end of this service that you'll have faith renewed, that you'll have faith restored, and you'll be able to look at your situation no longer as when God, as God failed you. You'll no longer look at your situation as God forgot about me, but you'll look at your situation and laugh at it because you know that God is about to produce the faith to get you all the way through. I'm preaching to somebody right now that's had a lot of prayers and you don't know when they're coming past and you're about to get done. You're about to get through with it. I'm, 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 I'm tired. I don't see anything. I don't see them changing. I don't see them turning. I'm about to give up. God sent me to remind, remind you of a laugh that produced some faith. A laugh that produced some faith. Somebody in this place, I want you to laugh at the 
devil today and said, you thought it was over, but my God just showed up to give me a word. You know what the Bible says about Jonah? The word of the Lord came to him a second time. When you feel like it's too late, Jonah, when you feel like you messed up too much, the word of the Lord came a second time. I'm here to preach a second time word to somebody. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. Don't stop trusting. Laugh at that situation and say, oh no, it's producing faith because when it's impossible with me, that's when God shows up. He showed up when it was too late. He showed up. He showed up when nature said, it's finished. That's what God does. He makes a way. I don't know how, but you did it. He made a way. I'm so thankful, Brother Fred. He still makes ways. Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns, will they find faith on the earth? It's a concern of his that life, that the waiting, the long Space in between promise and fulfillment has made people lose their faith. I'm telling you, don't 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 worry about when God is it's going to happen. Just know that God said it would happen. We are results driven. I said we are a result driven society. Amen. You do this and you expect that. That's how we operate. Amen. God does the same thing because faith without works is dead. If you ask, you'll seek. And asketh, you'll, you'll receive it. You seek it, you'll find it. God's the same way. But the problem is, is that we put a limit. We think if we work eight hours a day, I get paid this amount, I'm going to get this amount of money. God says, you work and I'll pour, I'll pour out a blessing. I'll do this and I'll work behind the scenes and, and I'll, I'll touch your body. I'll, I'll bless your finances. I'll touch your car. You give me offerings. You give me time. He does things behind the scenes and under the surface when we're looking at immediate results and God's working behind the scenes, he, he's keeping us safe. He's sending back disease and sickness and heartache and pain. He's doing all kinds of things. But we look at the, we look at the temporal. We want to put our finger on it and say, well, this is what God did. No, God doesn't work that way. God's time doesn't fit in our little box. His miracle doesn't fit in our little box. And when we understand that no matter what we do, if we just keep trusting him, if he said it, I'm not worried about when. I'm just worried about who said it. I'm not worried about how. I'm just worried about who said it. I'm not worried about if. I'm just worried about who said it. If God said it, if God said it, it's going to come to pass, and I'm going to trust him. I'm going to, I'm going to trust him. I'm going to believe in him. I'm going to lean on him. I'm going to say, God, I don't know when, but I trust you'll do it. I'm going to get that idea that it's got to be done this way and this time and that moment. I'm going to trust you to God to do it in your time. I want somebody to say that right now. It's your timing, God. I want you to mean it. It's your time, God. Because my time says right now why it's possible. Abraham gets excited now because it's possible. Abraham's on board now. Sarah's on board now because it's possible. What happens, what, what happens when God shows up when it's not possible? What's our response going to be? Amen. What's our response going to be? Is our response going to be a fear or faith? Is our response going to be doubt, unbelief, or faith? Amen. Amen. He always shows up when we think it's too late. Why? Because he's got to get faith in us. Provoked, produced, moving. Amen. It's like, you, you know what? It, it, it's just like what uh, uh, Paul told Timothy. He said, there's an unfeigned faith inside of you that's been passed down from generation to generation. Amen. He said, I perceive it's in you, Timothy, but something's happened in it. Something's happened with it. Doubt, fear, time, whatever it is, whatever the situation has done, it's caused that 
that faith to settle on the bottom. You remember, you ever get anything and it needs to be shook up, says shake well, amen, before you open it up or shake well before you take it. That's what God wants us to do, amen. We can't see through the eyes of faith if it's all settled down through doubt, unbelief, through pressures of life, through fears and worries and doubts. Come on, somebody. We've got to stir that thing up. And what God was doing right then, he was provoking, amen, the faith that was inside of Sarah. She laughed. She laughed until she realized who was talking. I'm telling somebody, when, once you understand that God said it, it ought to provoke and produce something in you that starts stirring something up. Wait a minute. It's not over till God says it over. Wait a minute. I didn't laugh. I didn't know who you were. I didn't know who was talking to me. I'm sorry, God. I didn't laugh. I know now it's you, and I'm going to trust you to do it. Oh, I didn't laugh. I thought it was somebody else. I thought somebody else gave me that word. You said it, God. No, I didn't laugh. Preaching to someone here tonight has been discouraged by the amount of time when God said it to when it will come to pass. She laughed. It's too late, God. Mary and Martha came up. Have you had been here? thou hadst been here, then her brother wouldn't have died. Anybody ever prayed those prayers? God, if you would have showed up then. Yeah. God, if you would have showed up then. If you would have showed up then. then my brother, would have, he would have been all right. But it's too late now, God. It's four days. In the Jewish culture, that's it. It's done. Decay. Decomposition is already set in by the fourth day. Third day is possible. Fourth day, no. Corruption set in. It's done. It's over with. It's too late. You showed up too late, God. Jesus said, didn't I say? Didn't I tell you? I don't have time to, to dissect all that, but I, I will one of these days. I'll preach that one of these days. But Mary Martha just lied to him. Oh, I believe. They didn't believe. That's why he groaned. He didn't groan and he didn't weep because he was upset. He didn't groan. He didn't weep because he didn't think he was going to heal Lazarus. He already told him, hey, I'm glad for your sakes. I'm going into that story anyway. I don't know why, but he said, I'm glad for your sakes that I wasn't there. Why? To the intent that you might believe. Why would a Savior, knowing knowing, and rejoicing that Lazarus is dead, weep and cry and moan because he's dead? No. He wept and cried because he understood how thick unbelief was and how hampered their, their faith was. Amen. God does not get any glory out of our unbelief. Amen. I've been praying this for a long time. God, I want to see miracles. I want to see signs. I want to see wonders. I want to see your power displayed. I want to do it. Why? Because I want you to encourage your people. Amen. Because I'm telling you, we can't survive on, on what we thought would happen. We can't survive on what we wish would happen. We need to see it happening in our life. We need to see God operate. There needs to be some laughter that produces some faith. It says, wait a minute, God. I'm sorry I laughed. I'm sorry I doubted you. You said it. It's got to provo it provoke us to take him at his word. Take him at his word and say, I believe. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you, Jesus. It doesn't look like it's possible now. It doesn't look like it can happen now. But if you said it, I'll do it. I'll believe it. I'll rejoice right now. I wish somebody right now, the Holy Ghost, uh, would praise God for the miracle that you haven't seen yet. Uh, praise God for the prayer answered uh, that you haven't had answered yet. Uh, why are you doing that? Uh, because that's how faith works. Uh, if it's possible, it's not faith. Uh, but if it's impossible, it's faith. Uh, so I'm praising God right now for the miracle that I haven't gotten yet. Uh, why? Because I'm going to let the devil know uh, it may be long, it may be overdue, it may be impossible right now, but I still believe he's able. I still believe he can do it. And I'm going to laugh at your face, devil, because he's able. 
Habakkuk 2 and 3 says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time. you got to understand that. It's for an appointed time. And guess what? It's not on my calendar. It's for an appointed time. And it's not on my calendar. It's on his. It's for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak what and not lie. Somebody needs to be reminded that God's not a man that he should lie. I said, you need to be reminded if God said it, if God said it, if God said it, he's not a liar. There is only one liar. Amen. He's the father of lies. But if God said it, Sister Elena, he can do it. He will do it. He will perform it. I'm trusting you, Jesus. It may be for an appointed time, my, not my time, but it will it will come. He will not lie. The rest of it says, though it tarry, wait for it. I'm praying to somebody right now. I'm preaching to somebody. I'm praying for somebody right now that you will start waiting again with the renewed hope that Abraham and Sarah had. Okay, God, it's impossible, but I'm praying. I'm believing. I'm trusting. It's impossible, but you said it, and I'll wait for it. I'll wait for it, even though I'm past my season. I'll wait for it, even though it's too long, too late, too forgotten. I'll still wait for it, God, because you said it, and it will come. Somebody ought to just throw your hands up right now and let the devil know I'm still waiting. Amen. He's still going to do it. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will surely come. It will for certain come. Surely. It's definite. Amen. You know the word tarry appears 50 times in Scripture. Word tarry or waiting, enduring, holding on. It appears 50 times in Scripture. And the Bible says when the day of Pentecost was fully come, Pentecost was a celebration of 50 days. But they waited for the promise. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, when the 50th day showed up, God poured it out. God sets the appointed time. I said, God sets the appointed time. My obligation, my duty, my purpose, my responsibility is to wait for it. Amen. My responsibility is to wait for the promise to come to pass. How do we wait? We pray. I said, we pray like the book of Acts. How did they wait for the Holy Ghost outpouring? They prayed. They are in one mind, one accord, one place. They're all together, and they prayed. You'll never get your answer, amen, if you don't follow that recipe, if you don't follow that uh, uh, designated plan. I'm going to wait for it by how I'm praying. I'm expecting. He told me it would happen. He didn't tell me when. He just said go. He didn't tell me how. He just said go, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to make sure I'm in the same place. I'm going to make sure my heart's in the same place. My mind's in the same place. When I saw him go up in the heaven he told me I'm coming back for you I'm sending a comforter and that's why the angels came down and said why are you standing here why are you sitting here didn't he tell you to go didn't he tell you to go to Jerusalem go there why because that's the fulfillment I'm going to trust him even though I don't understand how it's going to happen he said wait I'll wait he said pray I'll pray he said seek I'll seek he said knock I'll knock he said ask I'll ask why because there's a plan in getting my miracle I'm going to do exactly what I'm going to, I'm going to get my mind right, get my heart right, in one mind, one accord, one place. I've got to get everything lined up to have the fulfillment of the promise. The Bible says that the Lord <coughs> said, 
in verse 10 that I read to you, he said, I will, and everybody say, I will, certainly return unto thee. God said, everybody say it, God said, I'm going to come back to time of life, and Sarah's going to have a son. We go to Genesis chapter 21 and verse 1. And the Bible tells us, and the Lord visited Sarah. Verse 8, uh, chapter 18, he said, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back and talk to Sarah. And she laughed until the words came out, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Then she wait a minute, this is not just... Just some vagabond that showed up. No, this is God. And God showed up. And I, I didn't laugh, Jesus. I didn't laugh, Lord. Yeah, you did. But there's something that that laugh produced. There's something that that laugh provoked. I wish tonight in the Holy Ghost I could provoke some faith into somebody right now that you leave this place. You leave this place with an expectancy that what you've been praying for, it will come to pass. I pray I pray that I can deposit what God put in me today that I hope, I hope, I hope that you may laugh right now when the devil tells you it ain't never going to come to pass or, or you may laugh at the thought of it happening because you think it's already gone it's too late it's over but I hope that laugh is provoked and produced into faith that says God you did it I hear your voice again I hear your commandment again oh come on somebody I want some faith to get up in this place and I want you to get a hold of God right now and say devil you're not going to let me be defeated by my tearing and waiting at Till the promise comes to pass. I'm going to renew. I'm going to renew. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You know what that is? That shall they that wait, they shall. That's your responsibility to say, God said it and he'll do it. I'm waiting on you, but I'm going to renew my strength. I'm not letting go till you bless me. I'm not leaving this church until you bless me. I'm not giving up on the promise, God, until I see it come to pass. No matter how long. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. Oh, it's past my season. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too difficult for him? I want you to put your anything before him right now. I'm hoping by the help of the Holy Ghost that I provoke some, un, I provoke some forgotten prayers. I hope God helps me. Whether it's you, somebody watching or whatever, I hope I provoke some, un, some forgotten prayers. Some unanswered prayers. I hope I provoke enough in you that rem that you remember, wait a minute, I remember that walk God took me on. I remember it was dark, and I didn't know how he was going to do it, but he, he let me see some stars. I pray in the Holy Ghost that you're able to take a walk of faith tonight. And God, in the darkness that you're at right now, that God will start showing you some stars. I pray in the Holy Ghost. You may be daylight right now. You may have, you may have a, a wallet full of money. I mean, God may bless you and give you a favor. But there's still something on the in your mind that you want to see happen. Amen. I it's a good season right now. It's a daylight season right now. Amen. I but that's the only time I can count the sand. And I pray right now that God would remind you of some things that you prayed. I want God to remind you of some prayers that you prayed. I want God to remind you of some things that you've forgotten about. I believe even this night God's going to put a name in your head that you haven't thought about in years. You haven't prayed about them in years. Not because you didn't care for them. Not because you don't love them. It's just because you haven't seen anything happen in a long time. And so life gets that way and we forget things. Amen. It's just out of sight, out of mind. I pray that I put it back in your mind tonight by the help of the Holy Ghost and you remember, wait a minute, God said this was going to happen 
in my life. God, I don't care if you're nine years old. I don't care if you're 15. I don't care if it just happened last week. I pray that God put something deep down in your spirit that is unshakable. Put something deep down in your spirit that says, devil, I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to forget his promise. I'm going to laugh my way until faith is provoked. I'm gonna, that's why laughter doeth good like a medicine. Sometimes you just got to laugh and say, I don't know how. It sounds crazy, I know. I look like a madman. I'm going to beat the drum more. Why? Because in the impossible, that's when he shows up. If it was possible, you would have already done it. So that's why you haven't seen it happen yet. You've got to get to the place where it's impossible. So there's a time in your life when God allows you to go from promise to impossible. Where the Lord finally came to Daniel, but it was after three weeks of spiritual warfare. When's the last time there was spiritual warfare over your prayers? God, I know what you promised. And I'm not giving up until I see it come to pass. I want you to lift your hands up right now. I want you to call out to him right now. Wherever you're at, I want you to lift your hands right now. I want to ask you the same question that the Lord asked Sarah. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? And just that phrase alone may cause some laughter because you've given up on it. You say it'll never happen. But I'm telling you, hear the word of the Lord again. Hear the word of the Lord again. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Hear the word of the Lord again tonight that my laughter is going to be turned to faith. My laughter is going to be turned to faith. My laughter is going to provoke and produce faith. Wait for it, church. It's going to be worth it. The Lord visited Sarah again as he promised. I'm, I'm praying tonight, even tonight, you're going to go home. Amen. And God's going to visit you again. Somebody in this place, you, that's what you've been looking for. You want a divine appointment with God. You want a divine encounter with God. And God's fixing to give it to you. Hear me right now. In Jesus' name. God's fixing to give it to you because laughter, amen, is producing, provoking faith. And the Lord visited Sarah another time. And the Bible says, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. I told you I'd show up, Sarah. And this is what he did when he spoke. He healed her womb. He caused those things that were dead to come to life. He caused those things that said there's no way to say, yes, there's a way. He caused those things that looked impossible to become possibilities I'm telling somebody today, you just need another encounter with God to renew your faith that he will do what he said he would do. He's coming again tonight in your life to remind you of a promise and he's going to birth in you some faith to see that son come home. He came again. He visited Sarah. Just as he said he would. And he did. Just as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age. Listen to this phrase in verse 2, chapter 21. At the set time which God has spoken. in between these two encounters there was another encounter that God showed up to Abraham and said I just want you to know according to the time of life she's going to have a son it's going to be about this time Abraham get ready for it he gave Abraham the promise that it's going to come at this time he didn't share it with Sarah he shared it with Abraham Telling somebody right now, God wants your laughter to produce faith. Hebrews 11 and 11 says, through faith, and I'm closing, through faith, 
Everybody say, through faith. Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed through faith. This is the woman through faith. Everybody say, through faith. She laughed at him. She said, there's no way it's going to happen. But from her laughter to her denial of laughing, laughing faith was birthed. Because the Lord spoke to her. It matters, church, what voice you're listening to. Let me help somebody right now. A lot of the stuff that you deal with, that we deal with, is self-inflicted. You know how? Because we'll, we'll look at the news app on our phone. We'll hear the gossip. She heard, she heard somebody say, you don't have a son. She didn't know who was saying it or who it was that was saying that. She heard, though, somebody say, you're going to have a son. I want, you to be, I want you to be real careful as to what voices you're hearing. Because if I look at that, she heard and laughed. I think Sarah walked enough with God to know that if she knew it was God, she wouldn't have laughed. Because she denied it and said, no, I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. But sometimes, sometimes it's hard to discern God's voice. And sometimes what seems like God's voice isn't God's voice. And sometimes what is God's voice doesn't sound like God's voice. And she thought it was somebody else saying because she heard. But then when it said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? She goes, I didn't laugh. Like you can, like you can fool God. I didn't laugh. It wasn't me, God. When she should have said, God, I didn't know it was you that said it. But the Bible says that produced faith. That's why a word fitly spoken, the Bible says, where a good word makes the bones fat. When we get a good word and we hold on to it. She laughed at first, but when she realized it was God, she got a hold of that word. I said she got a hold of it. Let me describe it like this. The Bible says Peter fished all night and caught nothing. And he's cleaning his nets. He's exhausted from a night's fishing with no results. And Brother Fred Jesus steps on the shore. And he says, Peter, let's go fishing. And he says, I fished all night. And I've caught nothing. But what does Peter do? What does he say? Nevertheless, at your word, God, we'll, we'll go. I'm praying right now that somebody will understand that if God said it, you can hold on to it. I said, Sarah heard it. But she didn't realize it was God. Once she did, I didn't, I, no, I didn't, I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. Yeah, you did. It's okay. I want you to know I'm going to do what I promise. I want you to stand with me right now. Because that laughter produced faith. She laughs, but then she hears 
the word of the Lord again. And she says, wait a minute. And it, listen, look, look at it. Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered a child when she was what? Past age. Why? How? Because she what? She judged him faithful who had promised. She judged him faithful before she held the baby. No, you're not hearing me. I said she judged him faithful before Isaac ever showed up. She judged him faithful who had promised. I'm praying right now that somebody, your faith is a little weak, but you need to get full of faith tonight that if he said it, he's going to do what he promised. I want you to lift up your hands right now, and as you lift up your hands, I want you to, God's going to remind you of something that you've been praying about for a long time. Maybe it's a loved one. Maybe it's a situation on your job. Maybe it's, maybe it's finances. Maybe it's health. I don't know what it is, but I'm here, I'm here tonight. God sent me here tonight to let you understand that he is faithful what he promised, and you need to judge him accordingly. If God said it, I'm past the age, but I judge him faithful. No, you don't understand what I'm saying. There's no hope, but I judge him faithful. No, whatever your situation is, whatever your situation is, I judge him faithful. Come on, I want you to pray over your situation, whatever it is right now. I want you to say, I judge you faithful, Jesus. I may not understand how you're going to do it. I may not understand when you're going to do it. I may not know. It may not make sense. The means, the methods, however you got to do it, God, I'm not going to understand. But I judge you faithful. Because you're not a God that you should lie. You're not a man that you should lie. You're... Come on, let's love him right now. Come on, let's love him right now. I want you to talk to him right now. What is it that you have judged as it's impossible now? I said, what situation have you now placed the judgment on that it's impossible now? I said, what's the situation that you have placed judgment on and said, it's impossible. It will not happen. I want to identify that situation right now. I want to identify that request, that need right now. Come on, let your petitions known right now. Let it be known right now. But in the name of Jesus, he's going to pierce every bit of doubt and unbelief right now. In the Holy Ghost, I speak it right now into your heart and mind right now. I understand you've been weary. I understand it's been a long time. I understand it hasn't happened. I understand, matter of fact, the opposite. Things have gone further, further. I said things have gone further into the impossibility. Instead of getting better, they got worse. Instead of turning, they went further back. Instead of getting and getting come on, instead of getting clarity, they're now more confused than ever. Whatever it is right now, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. It's not too hard for God. I don't care how bound they are in false religion. I don't care how addicted they are to pills. I don't care how bound they are to a lifestyle. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what the final say has, has been proclaimed. I don't, I don't care what's been pronounced over their life. Whose report will you believe?
Come on, First Church, I want you to shout out, we shall believe the report of the Lord. I'm going to believe what you say, Jesus. Even when I don't see how it's going to work out, even when I don't see how it's going to produce, even when I don't see them moving, I don't see anything to get a hold of God. She had nothing. Sarah had nothing she could put her hopes in. She had nothing, Sister Arlene, that she could put her finger on and say, I can still have hope because this is still going good in my life. No, she was past. She was past the point of being able to identify one thing that she could say, this is how it's going to happen. But she judged him faithful come on somebody lift up your voice right now God's moving in this place right now he's destroying every ounce of unbelief he's destroying every ounce of fear right now come on call out to him right now call out to him right now I want you to place your need your impossibility right now before him and I want you to get desperate I want you to cry out to him I want you to connect with him right now I want you to get serious right now say God I still believe come on sometimes it's hard it's some it's hard